Bill Carbone is an ethnomusicologist, drummer, and nonprofit leader. Since 2011, he's uh, played drums with the famous Connecticut rock band Max Creek, known for intense improvisational jams, which we were <laughs> we were just listening to. Bill Bill also appears in the Z3, an organ trio dedicated to the music of Frank Zappa, featuring organist Bo Sasser and guitarist Tim Palmieri. And I have to say, we've been fortunate this year to have uh, Bill Carbone perform with Band Central. As the executive director of Teach Rock, he is dedicated to making sure today's students experience music class in a way that makes you think, hmm, I wish they had that back when I was in school. That's right. Bill's superpower, if you will, um, one of his superpowers, let's put it that way, is envisioning dozens of ways music can inspire conversation in intergenerational connections, excite and engage students in topics they thought they didn't care about, and present all learners positive images of themselves. Wow, that sounds great. Hey, Bill, welcome. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, Rob. Oh, yes. Nice to have you. And uh, thanks for driving down from the Hartford area to uh, here to WPKN in Bridgeport. So, Bill, let's start off before we get into it. What are your top attributes of leaders for today and why? All right. So I was thinking about this and I was listening to your earlier conversation and thinking a lot of crossover. The thing that really jumped out to me is empathy. I think it's the... Everything comes from empathy. And then the the second piece I would say is a strong ethical grounding. So uh, I think of my own major decision making in my life. And every time I've leaned into a strong sense of ethics, um, it's worked. (laughs) So clarify, just what do you mean when you say ethical grounding? So any leader... Because somebody's driving along at 80 miles per hour now on I-95 and they're saying ethical grounding, huh? Okay. Mm. What, what's this guy mean? Well, I think as you rise in leadership, right? So if I, if I think about my own experience as being a leader, I'm, I'm, I'm never working with a group bigger than 20 people, right? Hmm. So for me, empathy is, is easier to attain because I get to know those people, right? And I get to love those people. It doesn't mean you're going to love everyone you work with, but you, you recognize their humanity, right? So at that point, it's easy to do right by them because you know them. But as you scale up, it becomes much easier to see people as groups. And I think any leader who gets to bigger and bigger situations is going to be faced with tough decisions. And I would hope that that leader would approach those from a sense of ethics. What is the right thing for these people? So... I think what we see a lot in our politics in the United States are uh, very calculated decisions that are often not the best for people at all. And more time is spent trying to convince people to root against their own best interest than there is trying to be a leader who says, I'm going to do this thing right now because I know it's the right thing and I will face whatever consequences come from that. But I, I, I really believe that an ethically grounded leader who acts from a place of true belief in what's right 
could ultimately win if they stuck with that over and over again. Hmm. It's an interesting distinction you made. The being a leader to 20 people where you're eyeball to eyeball and it's relational to scaling that up to, well, what is, what is it if it's more people in groups? Hmm. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, Hey, tell us a little bit about Teach Rock. All right. So teachrock.org is a nonprofit that was founded by rock and roll Hall of Famer Stevie Van Zandt, who you may also recognize from The Sopranos as Silvio Dante. And uh, when he founded it, he got a founding board. So he was uh, helped launch it by Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, Bono, and Martin Scorsese. So it got a big boost right off the bat. But the, the concept is to create... Uh, educational resources with music at the center. So not necessarily music performance, but how can we make social studies infused with arts? How can we make math infused with arts? And the the key ideas are to keep arts in the DNA of public schools, uh, to empower teachers to reach uh, rising generations of kids who have the internet in their pockets. They have the answer to every fact-based question why should a kid today learn something just for the sake of learning it when it's really the answer is a, a click away? So what can we do in education to make kids feel empowered and excited? And then ultimately, by doing those two things, to positively impact the graduation rate in the United States. So we're what's called an open educational resource. TeachRock.org is a free resource. We have about 60,000 registered teachers in the United States who register to use the curriculum for free. It's K-12. to Um, But we also work directly with schools. So we're partnered with the Connecticut State Department of Education, and we're working in 15 districts here. And what we are helping teachers do is write the arts into their classes, um, whether it be social studies, um, whether it be a math class, et cetera. So part of it, by having the word rock in your name, it's clear you're not teaching the classical method that was so much a part of music education when i grew up it was you know from europe you know the idea that you learn and and you're also saying that with music education kind of ebbing out of our school system here comes this organization that is saying no we've got to keep it in the music in in the school system is 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 that kind of a a real thing that you're fighting or dealing with well it was part of steven's impetus to found it was um actually there was a there is a moment in our history, the No Child Left Behind Act tied funding to testing, and there's no testing done for the arts. So all of a sudden, there's no financial reward for districts to include the arts because it's if you're struggling with the testing, you've got to put all your resources in that basket because you need that federal money. So there is this moment in the early 2000s where you start to get arts programs just kind of falling off rapidly. And we recognize that there's only there's a lot of great organizations working w- to replace actual music performance. But what we think of our opportunity as is how can we help get kids excited about the academics that they need to succeed in by infusing them with music? So the best example I could give is we have a full course that we've designed called an American history of rock and soul. And um, we've got it approved the whole state of California. It's approved now as a history elective. And so really what you're looking at is American history um, from Reconstruction till about 2000 taught entirely through popular music. And just to give like a quick example to, to make it real, one of my favorite lessons and units in there is called um, Native American Music 
from uh, Wounded Knee to the Billboard charts. Timely because we're about to have Native American Heritage Month kick off in a couple mm. of weeks. So uh, what it does is it starts with the band Redbone, whose song Come and Get Your Love, you either know Come it. Come and get your love. Now you know it. Thank you, Rob. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you had the guts to do that. I wanted to do it, but you... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> right, it's the theme song of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's in lots of uh, it's in lots of um, commercials, but it's also the first uh, fully Native American band ever to be on the Billboard charts, 1974. So we we start with that and say, well, why is that a big deal? And then we bounce back uh, to Wounded Knee, which was in uh, 1893. It was a massacre, and the first shots were fired because the people would not stop singing and dancing which had been made illegal. So we're using, um, uh, there's a lot that's accomplished by doing this. First of all, you're starting closer to the present. You're starting with something kids might know, might recognize. Uh, another thing that I think is really important that's happening here is uh, we're starting a tough conversation with joy and success. So we're representing uh, Native American people in this moment as um, present, doing something really positive, something joyous and celebrating and then able to look back at this tough moment. And then we get into source documents and it becomes a real history moment right then. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a, a real breath of fresh air for the students and for, for education as a whole. Wow. I'm going to ask you to pivot here. Okay. I want you to take off your teacher hat, <laughs> put on your musician hat for a minute because, uh, you know, tell me, I'm going to ask you the question. In the present moment, right now, what is getting you most inspired as a drummer and a musician? Hmm. I am. Uh, I was trying to think about this question, and it's the, the best <laughs> thing I could come up with is it's a big thing. I, I look for emotional connection, right? And so I know what does that for me. If I was going to, right now, I'm I'm super into uh, my favorite bands of the 21st century are the Dirty Projectors and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And what the thing that connects them both for me is there's, there's a sense of urgency to what they do. Like I, I feel like they could not do it. So it's, it's not calculated. I mean, it's written and they've put time into it, but it, it just feels, uh, like it had to come out of them, you know? And so I love that. But I was also thinking, you know, I have a, a 15 year old and an 11 year old and, uh, we have a real open policy with music in our house, which is everybody gets to put on music. And if I don't like it, that doesn't mean we don't play it. But I, uh, my son is really into this. Um, it's called dream pop. It's like trap hip hop with lots of synthesizer, like swishy patches. And sometimes the vocals sound like the cure to me a little bit or something, mm. but, yeah. uh, I love listening to it and imagining what it feels like to be 15 year old, 15 years old and hear it. I hear the emotional connections it must be making. I tie it to, what Phil Spector might have sounded like to a 15 year old when it was coming out with the wall of sound and going for emotion. So emotional connection inspires me and I don't wow. have to like the music to, to, to recognize what it means for that person. So I almost think anything can be amazing if it's making that connection for somebody. Nice. Nice. We're listening to Bill Carbone here on Band Central Radio, WPKN 89.5 FM. Well, you know, you made the point about the emphasis on connection. That's what gets you inspired. And I can just say, having shared the stage with you, I know that your persona for me when you're behind the drums and we're playing a, a tune is that you're making eye contact and you're 
you're looking to meet me as the bass player where I am, you know, because as you and I both know, a beat can be a whole football long. And some people play toward the front of the football. Other people play toward the back of the football or the middle. And we're kind of figuring out where it is together. Um, I think it's one of the more fun things about playing with you is that you, you are, you can feel you leaning in to say, let's connect, Mm. let's, you know, and, uh, you know, even though you're working it hard, you always have a big smile on your face. <laughs> well, I mean, what's what's better than playing music? Why? How you, you got to smile? What a gift! Hey, talk a little bit about the future. What you know? What kinds of things do you have coming up that that our listeners should know about? Mm. And how maybe how can they how can they come hear you? Yeah, sure. Uh, Max Creek has a couple really cool uh, weekends coming up. Creekends, as we call them. Uh, this weekend, we're at Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock, New York, Friday and Saturday night. And um, that's so fun. I get to play Levon Helm's last drum set when I go up and do that, wow. which is like, wow. And then uh, Thanksgiving weekend, the weekend after Thanksgiving, we're playing both Infinity Halls. So we're doing the one in Hartford and the one in Norfolk. And I think that's going to be a really fun weekend, too. Sounds great. And uh, how about some uh, social media handles or a website or Instagram? Anybody, if they wanted to touch base with you, how would they yeah. do that? Well, for me, you can find me on Instagram's the best place. Carbone Bill is my handle. Uh, I recommend anyone who is even a little bit inspired by the idea of what we do at teachrock.org to check us out there. You can go to teachrock.org slash discover for kind of a quick intro in. And uh, yeah, or Facebook, of course. Wow.